Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, I'm glad you're all here today, and I, uh, I think you take me for granted a little bit. I uh, was listening to a guy last night talking about a preacher that he just finished a message last week and he preached for two hours. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I'm, I can't listen to myself after 22 minutes. So. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, well, welcome you on this Father's Day and uh, let's pray. Lord, we're just so grateful that we call you our Heavenly Father. Lord, in the world that we live in today, there's so much hurt and anger. All that we see that's going on at such a fast pace. May we take a deep breath today. Know who you are, that we see you, and through the power of your Holy Spirit, you speak to each one of us today. Lord, uniquely in a different way, but always in the same way, through your word. So may your spirit... Speak today, forgive me anything in my mind, my heart, that I can be cleaned and cleansed so I can bring your word in a way that it touches hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. We're looking at James chapter 3 and verse 16 on being a father in today's world. Being a father in today's world. Let me define that. Let me define a father, just to let you know in the world that we're living in, a father is a man, just to let you know that. In the world that we're living in today, a father is a man. Now, I'm going to try and keep this, uh, what I say here, because I, I read so much through the week, I'm thinking, what are we living in? You, you say it to yourself, you know, I, you're, you're like me, well, like, what are we we no longer call a, when, a, when a woman gives birth and the child is there and she's breastfeeding. It's no longer that anymore. It's chest feeding. That's what was in the news this week. Yes, I know you're trying to filter that right now. but And I read so much this week about the family and how we define family and so forth. I realized, you know, I just have to take and look at God's word. And know that God is in control. But know this, the verse that we're getting ready to read. We have seen probably in the last two years, you can't kind of grasp it, get a hold of it. But we know everything has ramped up. Everything is going so fast from a moral standpoint. And we have to remember without a doubt, to keep our heads up because the Bible says, look up for our redemption draws nigh. And I was thinking about this week and, and even driving in here today at our church is eight years old. And I thought, you know what could very realistically happen? That even the age of our church should buy that same amount of time. There's no question in my mind. I'm not putting a date on it. But if you think it in this way and, and look at it this way, that the Lord could very easily come back. And I think if you've been here, most of you had since we've, in the exception of the church, and knowing that same amount of time, 
that we could be in heaven. And what I shared a few weeks ago, why is the Lord not slack concerning his promise? Because surveys through, I think, the Christian Post and other organizations that have been done, over 100,000 people every week in the world come to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. That's why the Lord hasn't come back yet. God tells us in his word today in James 3.16 about what we're living in. For where envy and self-seeking exist, there is confusion and every evil thing are there. Let me read that again. Being a father in today's world, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. If you and I can define in any way of what we're living in today, without a doubt, in our world, there is confusion. There's confusion what I just said a minute ago. How do we find a, a, a man and a woman? How do we find a family today? It, it is unbelievable what we're living in. And we have to know, if, if we go to God's word, why do we see back in the schools, and you, you know, you'd say you date yourself and you go way back, but years ago, if you can remember this, at school at that time, in a public school, there were in the wall, and whether it was at the principal's office or the classroom, there was the Ten Commandments. Now, we were guided by a moral code, and we know that that came from the Bible. Now that that's been pulled away, we see the immorality that is taking across every aspect of our society. And why this verse is so important is that today's world, being a father or being what we should be, we have to know this is where we're at. Everybody wants, where, where are we all of a sudden become so entitled that everything is about me? What is a father supposed to be? A father, I believe, first and foremost, as we look at God's word in this world that we're living in, that everything is about themselves. A father is, is, should be faithful. He should be faithful. What does God's word say about that? Look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. A, a father is, is faithful. You know, as I've gotten older, one of the things I always tell young fathers, I said, don't forget to pick your kids up all the time. Pick them up all the time as much as you can. Because one day, one day, you won't be able to pick them up. And, and, you know, you won't figure that out. All of a sudden, it's there, and you go to pick them up. You don't want them to even know that, but uh, you can't do it anymore. It goes so fast. What we've got to remember is, is, is fathers, as is when our kids are young, if you can be faithful to where that you're faithful and being there for them, that's what brings something about in them to know that there is, there is a certain aspect of their life and I, I don't want you to miss this. There's a certain aspect of their life that only you know as a parent. No one else it clicks in. 
but you see it in them. How do you see that in them? Well, they're part of you, but you're with them enough that you are able as a faithful mom or dad to instill in them God's way. And as you instill in them God's way, you will see what that teaching does down the road. You know, one of the pastors that I follow uh, in, in, in our world today, uh, if you don't listen to, I encourage you to listen to, is Greg Laurie. He's out of Harvest Church out of California. And he, has written, he wrote a book about his upbringing, about where he was as a, as a young child. And I believe that he ended up having, it was either six or seven fathers. Think about that. You look at Greg Laurie, pastor's one of the largest churches in America, the crusades that he has, fills stadiums, grounded, just a great all-around pastor, father, grandfather. But he had a very, very, very difficult upbringing. You know, this Father's Day, more than it has been said in the world in which surveys have been done through psychologists, sociologists, that Father's Day brings up more emotion than any other holiday of the year. Because of, in many ways, we're seeing in our society today and we can define what a father is, and it's not real good. What we have to know today, though, that there's hope. And to know that if a father is faithful, he instills that. But, but what is, we're seeing happening today is the opposite. We see so many kids so angry because dad wasn't there. And so here's the importance of you as, as a male and, and as a role model. I, I didn't make the rules. I don't know why it's this way. But there's something about a leadership of a father in a home that's so important. You say, Dallas, I, I know that. And maybe what I'm trying to get at today is to know maybe you didn't have that. But I want you to know that God is our heavenly father. And if we could see just a little picture, if you had a father that tried to follow God's way and tried to instill in you and still instilling you the right way, to know that your perfect heavenly father, and many of you maybe even watching today, to know without a doubt that your heavenly father is never ever going to let you down. And he's never not going to not show up at your games. Do you know how many, how many kids that I talk to because of playing sports and different things and being around different athletes that it affected so many guys that I was around just by their dad not showing up at their game? We have, though, someone that can fill that void. And that's who we have in the hope of Jesus today. And that's what I want you to know today. That's who we have. What, what are one of the greatest warriors in the Old Testament is in, found in the book of Joshua in chapter 24 and verse 15. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. 
And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, Joshua says, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Fathers, first of all, being faithful. I read about it again already this week. How many more pastors that I read about even this week that have been unfaithful? It, it grieves my heart. If we can just be who God has us to be, there's something to be said of just being faithful as a father and as a man and following God's way. What my father instilled in my brother and myself was so powerful, not so much uh, what he taught Chuck and I, but what he did in the way he appreciated my mom and what I saw in the way he lived as a man, as a faithful man, a man of God. And thankfully, he instilled that in us. I, I'm so thankful to know that I had a role model in that way. Joshua is saying here, if it seemed evil to you, what, what's he saying? We have a choice in this world that we're living in today, and it's not easy because the temptations are all around you. And God is saying, as hard as it might be, be faithful, be found faithful. I saw uh, there was a man who heads up a multi-multi-million organization who has just had to step down. He's probably going to see his empire crumble because he was unfaithful. There are so many that I can tell you today that I know behind the scenes because people have talked to me by being just unfaithful. I'm here to tell you today, if no one even knows who you are and you go out of this life being faithful, you have been successful. God is saying to you through his word today as Joshua is to make a decision. To make a decision, may the whole world, if the whole world is not being what we just read at the beginning today, totally evil, totally full of themselves, but you as a man who's going to try and set the example as a father is to say what Joshua said. And let me read it again. As it seems evil to you to serve the Lord. Is that where we're at today? That's where we're at today. It's just the opposite of what it was years ago. Where we are today, it's, uh, you don't really believe, you don't, uh, come on, you don't believe what that, that saying then there in the Bible, do you? I mean, do what you want to do. If it seems evil to you, Joshua pointed back to all the idols and all the false gods that they serve and says, you know, you have a choice. You can do that. But he said, my house, and I'm here to tell you today because you live in the real world. As you go out there today, you know what it's about. And he's saying to those and all of those underneath him in the time that he was living in, if it seems evil to you and you want to live the way of the world, go ahead. You can do that. But I want you to know that there is a joy and there is a peace that you can only get by this is what he says. When we serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites 
in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a decision that we have. And it's a decision, I believe, that it's not just saying, hey, I want to do this. It's a decision that you have to make as an individual or as a father every day of your life. When you walk out of the door of your house, when you come back in, we, as this family, will serve the Lord. And if you're willing to do that, I'm here to tell you today, it's going to be a battle. Have you ever seen the talk shows? And they have these little signs that they hold up, you know? And, you know, did you do this? Did you do that? I mean, I know you've seen it. But anyway, there's talk shows on. And, and there's one that always gets me. You know, it always gets you. You know, they, they'll, they'll ask the person, you know, the new celebrity comes on. They sit down and say, are you, a, are you a lover or are you a fighter? You know, if you've ever seen that, you know. Hey, I, I know you've seen it. And I'm always like, ah. Oh. And every one of them, what do they say? Oh, we're a lover. We're a lover. Well, you know what? I'm not. I'm a fighter. Amen. Okay? I'm not. And you know what? I'd love to say, you know what? I'm not. I'm a fighter. I want to fight for those that I love. Amen. That's the difference. We have to be willing today as believers of the one who controls the universe and the one who brings more joy and peace than anything that this world has to offer. Why do we see so many young people angry today? It's because the father wasn't there. The father didn't set the example. And I'm here to tell you today, you probably can't change that. Some of you listening, some of you here. But I can fill that void with God Almighty as your heavenly father. I can prove it to you in his word. Let's close with these words. It's found in the New Testament also. It's quoted out of the book of Psalm in 2 Corinthians. I believe it's 2 Corinthians. We're going to look at chapter 6. And verse 18. I will be a father to you. This is to believers. And you shall be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Let me read it again. I will be a father to you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And that's who, that's who we have today. You know who, who Jesus is today? He's our protector. He provides for us. And you know what the greatest thing that he does? The greatest thing that he does is that he accepts us. So many young people today just want someone to validate their life. Just accept it some way. I, I don't quite understand this, but there, 
there's a power that a father has when he can accept his son or daughter who they are and, and, and love them and protect them and to know that he's there for them and maybe he played sports all growing up but maybe they're a great artist and you know what he says I want you to be the best artist you can ever be and he's there to love them and to be with them and one of the greatest things you can do dad is communicate what I mean by that is this there's not a time that I'm not with my kids as they're adults now whether it's on the phone or I'm with them before they leave, I pray with them or I pray over them. I do it every time. I want them to know, and as I pray for them, I want them to know this as I pray. Lord, I thank you for letting them be a part of our family. They bring value to this family that no one else does in this family. And protect them, watch over them. And Lord, I pray, please, for favor in their life. And I do it all the time. See, because if you let them know that you are going to their heavenly father as we are sons and daughters together and to know that they are so valuable in the sight of their heavenly father and you're bringing them before him and you have that bond. I'm here to tell you today even though there's bumpy roads in this life, God will honor your prayers. And he will be, if life has been tough to so many people. And that's why I closed with that verse. You know, we all as dads have messed up, could have done better, could have done this, maybe more time, maybe said this, maybe done, not done that. But our Heavenly Father is perfect. And when we bring our kids to Him, He will do what only He can do. He will watch over them, not just when they're little, but all the days of your life, and even when you're not there, and even when He takes you home and they're still here. God is our Heavenly Father. Greg Laurie became and still is one of the greatest teachers, communicators, and preachers in all the world today because when he was a teenager, he heard someone give the gospel of Jesus Christ. And even though he had such a rough, rough upbringing, he prayed and asked Jesus Christ to in his life. And look, what Jesus did for a hippie that was down and out on the West Coast who started working in ministry by picking cigarette butts up in the parking lot. And look who he is today. All because he was willing to know and not get bitter and know that God has a plan and know that some way, somehow, even though I don't figure it all out, I'm going to trust you. And he prayed and asked Jesus Christ to come into his life. And his heavenly father filled everything that he didn't get in this life from an earthly father. 
That's who Jesus is. And you know, dads, if you're trying to do all the right things, to know that God will give you the wisdom to lead your family. All we've got to do is to be willing to say, Lord, I can't get this all, figure this all out. But I'm going to go to you, and sometimes I feel I'm not doing a very good job at it. But, Lord, will you give me wisdom? As Solomon asked, and the Lord granted him, Lord, give me, I pray, give me an understanding heart. And if we pray that today, I want you to know, as a dad or as a mom, or as kids, maybe someone that didn't have the father, and you have that anger maybe still, or that that bitterness to know Jesus can break all that and give you a tender heart and do for you and you can be exactly who you wanted to be in this life and all the dreams that you want to be all because someone believed in you and his name is Jesus Christ. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And our choice today, I hope, is a warrior who was Joshua. Is even though we can do all the things of the world today and be unfaithful, or he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. Maybe you're that, that person. Maybe you're that daughter. Maybe you're watching. We have hundreds and hundreds of people that watch online, that watch after it's taped. And you have that. I mean, you have that stirring within you. You were never really accepted. You never really had that father. You never really, and you just have kind of gotten through some way somehow. I want you to know Jesus still has a plan. You might be 50 years old. You might be 70 years old and you still have that. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're a teenager. I want you to know that Jesus still has an amazing plan for your life. An unbelievable plan if you trust him. You say, Dallas, what do I have to do? Well, Jesus came and lived a perfect life. He's the son of God. And he had a plan. He died and shed his blood for all the sins of the world. His perfect blood. And he tells us in the book of Romans, for whosoever. That means anybody. That means no matter what you've done. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And all you got to do is take a step of faith. Say, Jesus, I understand what happened in my life. I don't really quite understand even this, but by faith, I believe, Jesus, you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for all of my sins. And I ask you right now, Jesus, to forgive me for every one of those sins to cleanse me from all unrighteousness.
And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you that there is hope. There is light in this dark world that we live in today. Lord, if there's someone even here today in the midst of our congregation, of our fellowship, as Ben leads us in a minute in a closing verse, may a friend bring a friend or family member and I can open up your word. We can pray right here at this altar and they can accept you right now this day to be their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.